Welcome to the 75th episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. I am one half of your hosting team, Heather Powell, coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as always, is the man with the longest intro ever. Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from the town of Sports Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, fully vaxxed, boosted, and waxed, and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet and feed me after midnight. I'm the I'm the man with the glorious beard, aka Mother of Cats, aka the man with the humongous ego, aka Scott Housen, aka the man who is going to be hearing all about how Heather went to the UK for her special <laughs> trip. Derpy, derpy, derp. Why? First off, okay. Why do you have four fucking older watches on here? What what world do you live in that you think you need to talk about four older movies? Because some of these newer movies, I ain't going to have really much to say about. You know, I didn't know we were doing that. I included one older watch. I look like I didn't do anything. You're well, definitely you know, that's because you've been yeah, on vacation. <laughs> you've been on vacation, so you don't have to do anything. That, you know, I wanted to carry the show this time for you. Oh, well. This is finally, Scott, all we can say about that. Finally, <laughs> that time. Actually, I was listening to our show when I was on the train in Europe, heading back from, you know, England to Scotland. Oh <laughs> Here we go, folks. <laughs> and um, I was staring at the beautiful coastal lines because the train happens to be right on the coast. So I could see the rolling hills of Scotland and uh, the ocean as well, which is where Scott's going to be Fuck in, yeah. in not even two weeks time. So yeah. gonna, if you're uh, listening, sorry, two weeks, wait, two weeks, yeah, two weeks, yep, two weeks today, I will be uh, in, I'll be landing in San Juan, Puerto Rico, probably about an hour earlier. That's right. And when do you board the ship? Uh, I will be boarding on Saturday, Saturday. Nice. Um, so as we have stated before, Scott will be away and Scott does all the editing. So we, we will release this episode and then I guess it'll be what, I don't know, three or four weeks before our next episode will come out. Scott yeah. and I haven't broke up. Don't worry. Scott and I are, are never breaking up ever. <laughs> We're here it's like, forever to it's like that. all of you. <laughs> it's like every like stalker movie like that movie. You remember that cheesy horror movie swim fan? And like the chick and stuff that, that guy who's a swimmer. Oh, it's really funny. I love that campy 2000 horror movie shit. So Scott will be away. And then uh, we're hoping to have our sequel to our one night stand wrestling episode. Uh, one night stand to you up. Um, <laughs> we'll be hopefully coming in March. Uh, we're going to have to set up a time to record with Tim Davis uh, from the horror four dummies, dummies horror, of horror. Four du- dummies of horror fuck sakes dummies of horror podcast and rob humphrey from this horror life and slasher radio so like, that was fun we did of, that last time i was saying there'll be a lot to talk about with all the shit that's happened in the wrestling Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a lot of stuff has happened in wrestling and we'll have a good chance to kind of uh, tim really wanted us to get heated last time what tim doesn't understand is that i'm old and tired and I don't have the energy to get us heated. Well, not about that. I, I do have the energy to <laughs> get heated where it counts. But yes, I, I have returned from my trip abroad and I had a lovely time. I you drank were on a vacation? Lot. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I know, Scott, you're shocked. I know. Uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll talk about my trip later. Don't you worry, I have lots to share. But oh, I'll give the short version. Sakes. Is that I watched some great live music, had some great drinks, hung out with some great friends, made some new friends who all lost their fucking minds when they found out I lived near Niagara Falls. So they Googled, we met new people. Well, not new people, but my friends' friends. And they Googled where my house was because they wanted to know exactly where I lived. So, like, you know, I always say Toronto, Ontario, but that's not actually accurate. So they Googled it and they saw how close I was to Niagara Falls and Scott, they all lost their living fucking shit. They couldn't believe that I lived an hour outside of Niagara Falls and they thought that was the bomb dig. So, and then they ha- saw I had a garage and they thought I was loaded. And then they thought I lived <laughs> off of Lake Ontario. Yes, I have a garage. I am definitely not loaded. <laughs> and I definitely well, do not live off of Lake Ontario. You getting loaded later, you know, with the drinks. Oh yeah, it's Friday night. Of course I will be. But like, <laughs> Yeah. That goes without saying. I also hope to get dicked down this weekend, too. There's a lot of things I hope for every single weekend. Sometimes uh, I get dicked down. Not as much as I would like, though. You know, Scott gets me, that. He wishes he got dicked down more, I'll too. I'll say, me, too. I wish I was getting dicked down. Tim Davis. Right? You know, Tim. and like... <laughs> Tim? Where are you? I need my Scott Crawford in me. Oh, man. Tim's so hot. Like, he really is. Like, I think I would be nervous if I met Tim in person. I think I'd just giggle like, successively, and you would have to talk to me, because I'd just be like, hee <laughs> be like, what's wrong with Heather? Did she get broken? Oh, it was just a long flight. <laughs> and I'd be, like, sweating and stuff. Oh, man, I just, I would just look horrible. That's why Rob only likes girls under the age of 21, because he knows that between 19 and 21, um, they're impressed by small things because they don't know that there's things any bigger. But um, <laughs> oh my god, I was referring to his height. <laughs> That's still not any better. I know he knows I'm kidding. He knows I'm kidding. Oh, for fuck's sake, he's it's the just... same height as me. <laughs> no, he's not. He's way shorter than you. There is definitely somewhere where where goats are crossing a, a bridge, and he is not <laughs> protecting that bridge. There is no way you two are the same height. He looks way shorter. I thought he said he was 5'7". He probably is 5'7". I'm just being a shithead. It's just because, like, <laughs> Rob doesn't want me. And because he doesn't want me, it really upsets me. Like, why? Don't don't you want me, Rob? You know, don't I can't fit with you. Don't you want me, baby. Rob! Don't yeah. you want me, Rob? <laughs> he, like, how could we change the lyrics? Like, I was watching really shitty horror movies when I met you. That much is true. <laughs> I recommended some tubies and you hated them as well, but I can give you more now too. So as you guys could tell, 2023 has been a really great year so far for watches because we continuously have this bullshit session because we don't have a lot. Hopefully by the time Scott comes back, like everything will be out. We've hopefully will have both seen infinity pool by then. Uh, fucking a, blood and honey, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it. Good, good chance I'll be seeing Infinity Pool on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Right. Um, what else is coming out in February? Scream that. No, that's God and I, not that in March? Until March, I believe. March, Actually, so. I have to say I am kind of shocked, but I watched the trailer. I'm kind of digging what this looks like so far. Oh, I'll watch it. Who am I kidding? Yeah, I'll say I know I was going to watch it either way, but like. Right. I I'm I'm liking the uh, route this is going so far. I'm like, all right, oh, yeah? yeah, looks interesting. Are you feeling it? You I'm kind of him. Let's just hope the plot is good. Oh well, it's a screen plot. You kind of know what it's going to be. 
Who the killer? It's our two killers or it's our one killer? Are they all mad because they don't want, like their horror movies anymore? And so meta. Oh my god, we're so meta. You know, so what horror, happens horror to good old slashies? Oh man, no, there's no Halloween movie coming out this year, so no one's gonna oh, be that, that mad. No, that's the plot of Scream Six. These killers imagine? are pissed about Halloween ends. Oh man, Tim Davis would be in it. He'd be like he leading be. the tribe. You know, you don't want to spoil like, it. He might no, be the killer. Honestly, it's like a trigger word. Halloween ends is trigger oh, words. I hear him already bitching and moaning over there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there he goes. Oh, that's our Ozzy. Hot Jaws again. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, such a good movie. <laughs> He's like, shut your fucking woke ass up, Heather. No one asked for your opinion. Rob's like, I wish Heather was in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> like I sent him that really dirty video that one time of me making a sandwich. That was really funny. Um, oh, yeah, I guess we should jump into these films, huh, Scott? Yeah, might as well. Cause we got Unless some you have gems. anything else you want to talk about besides your tanning, you fucker. We had to wait for Scott to get home from tanning before we could start this episode hey, today. I missed the session on Wednesday. Oh, no. Storm. I'm trying. Hey, look, look at underneath my... Well, Brittany and Carly with okay, okay with you missing the session? I feel like there's two people named Brittany and Carly that run the place. I mean, it probably is. Right. I mean, look how white my neck is compared to the rest of me. Oh, man. It's like, it's like, half, it's like you're from it. Alabama. And you just are like, Alabama, (laughs) ma'am. You look good, though. You look like you won't die. That's good. I'm hoping. (laughs) Final destination. One of them is someone getting sun poisoning slowly. (laughs) They died from it on the cruise. (laughs) I would be that one. Oh, fuck. That's going to be the kill. Can you imagine the longest final destination kill ever is this person slowly died of sun poisoning. Oh my gosh. Oh. Kind of reminds me of another movie we watched about people slowly dying of hypothermia, but we'll get to that gem. Whew. We're going to get to that gem. We ever. All right. So I guess, should I start, Scott, with our first one here? Yeah, might as well. All right. So not only this, this film was actually inspired from Scott and I. Because let me assure you, there's something wrong with us. But there's also <laughs> something wrong with the children. Uh, this is a 92-minute runtime. The synopsis says, Margaret and Ben take a weekend trip with longtime friends Ellie and Thomas and their two children. Eventually, Ben begins to suspect something supernatural is occurring when the kids behave strangely after disappearing into the woods overnight. So, Scotty, what do you think? I thought this was actually pretty good. Um, I seen the trailer for the, this is one of the ones I was looking forward to because I'd seen the trailer uh, about a couple weeks back, and I always love like uh, creepy kid films, not like the creepy ghost kids, but just like killer kids, just regular old kids. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's something creepy about that. And like Scott and I, we'd be like evil Muppet babies for all those '80s kids that remember Muppet babies. Oh, Scott and I yeah. would be the be the fucked up ones. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. I uh, had. Uh, you could definitely tell it was low budget because of uh, a lot of like the things they showed in the shadows, but did not show you in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found also how I do most of my bedroom nights. I show it in the shadow, oh. not Jesus Christ. <laughs> then you're really like, oh man, Heather's huge tits. Spoiler, <laughs> they're oh, not. <laughs> wow, I don't even know where to go from there. Um... <laughs> That's why Scott's dog looks so big in the shadow. <laughs> That's just me doing shadow puppets. He's like <laughs> big ego. No, the humongous. He's shadow puppets. 
Like Skin of a Rink 2. That's, that's the movie that's Skin of a Rink 2. Uh, watching paint dry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's creepy but, children uh, you like. <laughs> yeah, I, I dug the concept of this one where they go into this, uh, they find this like old abandoned building and there's like a well. And yes. then like weird shit starts happening. And while I found uh, the parents, there was two couples and the parents... I found them to be a little overreactive with some things. <laughs> like a little over the top. Yeah. And what was with her ripped jeans? Okay, so spoiler. I noticed that. Okay, in the opening scene, the mom has these jeans where her full legs are sticking out of them. What fucking 40-year-old woman walks around with jeans like that? No one, because we look like losers if we did that, all right? When you're hey. 40, you don't walk around with jeans that a 20-year-old would be wearing because you don't look cool. You look like someone is trying to be 20. Heather, those may be her real jeans, and she may be in <laughs> poverty, so she may not be able to afford nice <laughs> jeans, okay? You're right. No shaming, okay? I should be a little more socially conscious. You're right. Yeah, for someone who is so woke. <laughs> That's true. I need to put my woke cap back on. Sorry. But, uh, but no, like, I thought the uh, adults in this uh, overreacted on both sides at certain points. But it also helped build a lot of tension because one of the couples is one that just never had kids. And the other one is obviously the parents of the kids. Um, But I found the story to be very fascinating. The acting was good. Um, The children were legit creepy. And I really dug their performances. So I I definitely think this is worth uh, the rental. It's it was a very fun movie. I like I give it about a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I you you talked a lot. I thought it was fine for the beginning of the year. I you know, it was entertaining enough. I do like creepy kid movies as well too. This one was done pretty good. I would say out of the ones that we watched, it was probably one of the more enjoyable ones. I don't know if it's going to make anybody top 10, but I do think if you're looking for something easy to watch, quick, at 92 minutes as well. We're not talking about something that's overstaying its welcome here. You know, it's getting in and out. It's getting down and dirty, and then it leaves. Um, simple plot, easy to follow. If that sounds like something that you would like and you're into creepy kids, it is available on the iTunes, Google, Amazon, Microsoft Store, and Cineplex for those of us living in Canada. Um, I would say a $4.99, $5.99 if what we're saying rental sounds good to you it's a quality yeah. film it is um blumhouse jason jason blum produced it is that blumhouse guy yeah, yeah. blumhouse was involved with this so it's not too low budget um they had some money scott's just scott just likes things in the shadows like my like my uh shadow puppet dick your shadow puppet we're gonna make a movie but instead of puppet master it'll be puppet shadow dick yeah <laughs> just like your shadow chasing everyone I love it. All right, Scott, let's talk about this next one that's on the Shetty. All right. So the next one is Sorry About the Demon, which was released on Shudder last Thursday, a week ago. Uh, The synopsis is, a young man struggling with a broken heart learns that his new place is full of restless spirits. Um, That's pretty much Mm. a very simple synopsis. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's... A hor- um, for me, it was a horror comedy that tried too hard with the comedy. Like, yeah, I, I found it to be cute. Like, it was like a cute horror film. Like, it's nothing really scary. Had some funny moments. I will give it that. But it like some parts, it just felt like it was trying too hard. But all in all, thought it was okay. Like, I really, I really don't have a lot to say here. I think you are a hundred percent right. This was a horror comedy that tried too hard to be clever, and tried too hard to be. 
it's like they watch something like the documentary of when the screaming starts or um suicide beginner guide for suicide and was like oh yeah we could do the same thing but we'll make the jokes really obvious and then we'll wink at the audience physically to let them know it's a joke um i feel like this is a good horror movie for younger kids like maybe mid-teens to get into early teens like there's no real sexual stuff that happens in it nothing Um, really horrifying either no it's 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 creepy and funny there are parts that are funny um but i feel like you summed it up it just tries too hard to be funny it's like scott and i tries too hard so maybe if you like friday nightmares you'll like this film (laughs) (laughs) um, one thing i will say is you know the i thought the acting they all did great job there um yeah i think it was just the script itself was trying yeah i thought the characters were endearing honestly i thought the you know, everyone from the secondary to the main, like, it wasn't a bad film. I would say if you have Shudder, check it out. Just, yeah, easy watch. you know, go into it not expecting, like, it to be, like, overly funny or overly scary. And I think you'll be okay. It's an average film. Um, So it is available exactly. on iTunes, Shudder, AMC, obviously Shudder through Amazon, and DirecTV. Um, I would say, I, I don't think it's really worth a rental. I would say if you have Shudder, it's worth it. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say, probably don't need to rent it. Just, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Go over to your friend's house that has shutter and watch it that way. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Right. Um Oh, there right. we go. Oh man, do you want me to introduce one? I think oh, we could please. Please do. You want me to? Okay. This is uh Rob Humphrey's number one movie of twenty twenty three. I want everyone to know. <laughs> um if you listen to this horror life, write into him and let him know how much you love this film. He'd love to hear from you. So Snow Falls. This is an eighty minute runtime. Uh, the weather outside is frightful is the tagline. Of course it is. After a winter storm strands five friends in a remote cabin with no power and little food, disorientation slowly claims their sanity as each of them succumbs to the fear that the snow itself may be contaminated or somehow evil. This is a little bit pandemic horror. You hear a little bit on their way to the cabin about COVID. Um I'll give it props there that they didn't run with the whole pandemic thing and rub it in our face. It was just like a little thing that was brought up, which I think is something that movies can kind of utilize it, utilize the pandemic that way without feeling burnt up, feeling burnt out as a watcher. Yeah. And um, I think that's a really good compliment to give Scott. I do think this described accurately what happens with hypothermia. I will say that as well. There were certain things that occurred that I was like, yeah, you know, I watched enough documentaries about people that die on Mount Everest that a lot of the shit's legit. Uh, there's one scene particularly where someone strips down naked and that yep. happens um, because they think that they're burning up. But really, it's their body going to the final stages of hypothermia. You know, this was a low budget film. Here's here's where I think I was a little more sympathetic to it than Scott and Rob. Um, they didn't try to do anything fancy. They stuck with the idea of hypothermia and its crazy effects that it can have on you. And I thought that was good. I don't think it makes the film great by any extent of the imagination, but I think for a low budget film, they looked at the situation and they said, what can we do that will possibly promote fear for some people at the same time, not push us over any kind of special effects. And I'll be honest, they did that well. 
the filming of this was quality. Um, I do think they portrayed the effects of hypothermia well and what pe- what people will do. Now, Scott has some critiques. Oh, boy, do I ever. All right. So I agree. They used a very simple concept. They didn't go fancy with it. However, the simple concept should have been done simply and answered or should have like made sure that certain plot holes did not exist in this film. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but dear God, I swear the characters decisions in this film were along the lines of fucking Outback from 2020. If y'all remember that gem that we reviewed with uh, horror for dummies boys or dummies of horror boys. Um, and these characters just made one dumb decision after another and sometimes didn't even make a decision that would have saved their lives or at least prolonged the hypothermia. Like, uh, like there's just like, I, I'm dumbfounded by like some of these facts, like them, like, how did this, why, how, how did you not go do that? Or why aren't you doing this? There are a million things that they had ways of keeping themselves warm and they, or not I mean, they had a bunch of different idea, uh, ways to keep themselves warm and they didn't choose to do any of them. And it drove like What Scott me. really wanted was an orgy and he was pretty pissed off right. that body nothing heat happened. works, people. <laughs> I mean, body temperature ban, it fucking works. Start like banging the temperature, the, the power would be out for five minutes before Scott and I would suggest an orgy to keep everybody warm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all walk it naked? Come on. All right, let's all fuck. They'd be like, but the power will probably get regenerated. No, no, we have no other choice. This is the only way we're going to keep our body going. <laughs> uh, <there laughs> I'm all so riled up about this. I had another thing that I was going to talk about in this damn movie. Now I cannot remember it for the life oh, of me. Oh, because I talked about our, our orgy that we're going to have. No, no, I was like, no, as I was rambling on about just my frustrations with the plot. But yeah, this... This irritated. But, but the- when you argue that there's lots of movies, like every slasher characters make. Oh, they're you know making dumb decisions. Yes, but it's like these people just like said, "Oh, power went out. Oh, it's been 24 hours without a without a heat. Oh, we're dead. We're hypothermiated. <laughs> no, not going to do anything else about it." It's like <laughs> seriously, like, for fuck's sake, you have a car in the goddamn driveway full of gas. You could have ran to the car and sat in there and turned the heat on. I, I you're, think you're around the woods. You could have broken branches off of trees, dried them, and threw them in the fucking fire that you have a fireplace for. Yeah, yeah. I, I, without giving spoilers, I think your your points are valid, and I think they had thoughts of why that wasn't a thing. But I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not defending the film. Like, trust me, I'm not going to end up anywhere on my list. No, this, this is Heather's number one. <laughs> it's mine and Rob Humphrey's number one movie of 2023. But I, I feel like they. You know, it's low budget and like I could tell that it was low budget and it was someone's first kick at the can. And I always have a little bit of a soft spot if I feel like it entertained me enough. I was I was curious to see what the outcome would be. Yeah, I'll say it was I up. cared enough about to see what was going to happen. And to me, that's good enough for me. There's some movies I watch where I don't give a fuck what's going to happen. I actually cared here. I did care. Yeah. I'll say I think I was the exact opposite. Where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about any of these dumb. These people are so dumb. They deserve to fucking freeze. You can't even think of simple ways die. to keep yourself warm. Come on. You fuckers need to die. Like I said, well, these people reminded me of the people of Outback. And I didn't give a fuck. Shit. They might as well just start drinking windshield washer 
fluid too, for fuck's sakes. Oh, see, I thought it was better than Outback, but that's fair. <laughs> I respect your opinion. So if if Scott and I's raving reviews make you want to rent this bad boy, you can find it on iTunes, Google, Amazon, Microsoft Store, and YouTube. And the movie is Snow Falls. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you got the you found this one. Yes, I am uh, going to Tubi for the synopsis because this one is not available on Letterbox. Uh, two of the that's movies how, I have. That's how recent and fresh we are on this podcast, everybody. We find movies on Tubi that aren't even. No, no, let's re- let's rephrase that. Yet. Let's rephrase that. Scotty is so desperate for 2023, <laughs> he will dig through the dredges to see what he can find. So if this is the time, so the point is, 2020, January 2023, Scott and I are desperate. So if you're looking for something quick and easy, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Phil Ray, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> Phil Ray, I'm also looking at you, baby. Yeah, we're both looking at you. Give us a call. Though Phil could have his pick, in all fairness. He's super fucking hot. So it's not like, it's more like us begging for an opportunity than <laughs> like Phil begging for an opportunity. Let's be real. But anyway. <laughs> All right, so the movie I'm going to talk about, uh, did you end up seeing this one? Oh, I sure did. Okay. All right, so the film is The Hunting of Julia Fields. A young woman from a small town moves out on her own for the first time, only to realize something sinister lurking inside her new home. Now, this... It was Scott. (laughs) Now, I ended up uh, looking into this, but this is, uh, it says it's based on true events, and I ended up looking into it a little bit, and yeah, that did have some true, like, it is tied to a true event. Oh, seriously, cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this is where I'll say I give a little slack to this film cause it's low budget and really didn't try anything super crazy with its budget. It's not great. Like it's very middle of the road, Oh yeah. but, but at the same time, I did not hate my time with this one. It was fine. The acting was okay. Um, yeah, there were some plot issues. I like minor plot issues I had or here and there, like, or things I was kind of questioning, but I kind of liked the little twist at the end that was revealed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought the, uh, landlord in this was very off-putting at times. And Oh, he was, was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Like I was, uh, yeah. I was kind of unnerved by him. So like in general, if you are looking for a movie on Tubi, um, uh, this is definitely one I like if you're looking for just something just easy to watch. This one it's on Tubi. It's free. Why not? Now now Rob's going to watch it. Yep, Rob just know it's nothing spectacular. It's very middle of the road. I warned you. I fucking warned you. Recorded. <laughs> Don't try to pull this shit with me later when you're like you recommended it. You said it was your number one movie of the year. <laughs> No, I can't watch it because it came out in 2022 at a film festival. So that means since 2022. Oh, right, right, right. You know, it's how he rolls. But I think for a 2B watch, and I agree, for a low budget, kick at the can, it's not bad at all. Like it isn't. It's, it's, It's something that very much you and I would watch, but I would say the average viewer wouldn't watch. But if you're interested in low budget, you want to make your own film one day. I think this is worth your time. It's free on Tubi, you know, and yeah. it's I, pretty quick. I think it's an hour and a half or around 90 minute runtime. So um, you're not looking an hour and hour and 10 minutes. Oh, so less than that. So, you know, they kept it short and sweet, too, which was smart. Yeah. Um, And you're going to have to do the next one because I didn't watch this one. And then I'll do the last one. Oh, oh, oh boy, you are so lucky. Um, <laughs> yeah, you told me not to. So I didn't. All right. So while Heather was away on her vacation, Scotty continued to dig through the trenches and try to find what he could <laughs> on the wonderful Tubi app. 
surprisingly also a lot of movies that are popping up on there that are 2022 that i've never seen before so they could be considered 2023 i just don't know i tried looking up couldn't figure it out yeah the the haunting of julia fields was one of them that showed up as 2023 this one also showed up as 2023 and it is an anthology movie called the lost chronicles i'll see if i can find a synopsis for this one because i got once again this is another one that is not on letterboxes either again uh, only here on friday nightmares can you hear these early releases of excellent 2023 horror films damn right so here is the synopsis for this a ter- the terror begins for several individuals whose nightmares involving stalkers murders and monsters start to creep into their waking reality Whew. This was a struggle to get through. Oh, yeah, that bad, huh? Oh, this is just, just above Sharkula for me. Just oh, above. Like, it Where is was... it compared to Weirdeer? Oh, Weirdeer is a fucking top tier fucking low budget <laughs> film. This is nowhere near that shit. This is oh, even a Weirdeer quality. Yeah, it's nowhere even near that. This is closer to Sharkula quality. And uh, no, this was just really bad. The acting was extremely painful. The effects were extremely painful. The stories were very generic and very just painful. Everything about this was, ugh. It's, it, I, I struggled to give this a one out of five. Like, wow, that said something when you have to struggle to get something in one. Yeah, it's not good. Do not like it. It's free on Tubi, but that does not mean you have to watch it. I <laughs> did it for you folks. Don't do it. I mean, you know, I always want to give props to filmmakers and all that stuff like independent filmmakers and encourage them to continue. So I hope the filmmakers for this do continue and do practice and learn and get better. But there is just so much wrong with this that I just could I just cannot recommend it. Well, the honesty is refreshing. So thank you, Scott, as always, for bringing your honest opinion to the table. Oh, you are so welcome. I You're struggle. A hero. I struggle for all of y'all. You're a hero, Scott. A hero. And not all heroes wear clothes. That's right. Some of them just walk around with their dong out. So uh, yeah, I'm a tripod. <laughs> now, speaking of my favorite board game ever, we have <laughs> a new movie. It is called Candyland. Candyland. And it, it is he. Candyland. Oh, not Candyman. Oh, sorry. sorry. Candy game. Yes. Uh, only this is called Candyland. And it is a 93 minute run in time. Shout out to Tim Davis from the Horror Dummies of Horror podcast, um, who suggested this to us in the chat group that we have. And I found it today. So thank you, Tim. Um, this movie's tagline is We'll take care of you. Remy, a seemingly naive and devout young woman, finds herself cast out of her religious cult. With no place to turn, she immerses herself into the underground world of truck stop sex workers. Under the watchful eye of their matriarchy and enigmatic local lawman, Remy navigates between her strained beliefs and the code to find her true luck calling in life. Um, very interesting movie. I feel like people either love this movie or hate this movie. I feel like there's going to be very few in-betweens. Um, I know Tim Davis gave it a four-star here. And I, I don't know if I'd be as high as he is on it. But I think what really stands out on this film is there's some great gore. There's some very funny lines that are delivered. Very well acted. Very engaging. You care very much for the characters throughout it. And I do think this is a movie that some people may have in their top 23 list or top 30 list. 
So I do think it's worth watching. Um, it is available on iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft Store, Cineplex for all our Canadian friends out there, and YouTube. And the movie is called Candyland. And I think if you like gore with a little bit of it kind of reminds me of like glorious in a little bit of a sense because it's located in one spot okay um and there's some great gore in it um it is not uh it is not sci-fi it is very much like just violence straight out violence and uh pretty pretty good uh there's some boobies lots of boobies there's some vjj um hence why i did not watch this yet because i was at work yes it was a lot of nudity uh no dick no dick but you know you know can't always help a girl out so uh but yeah it was it was definitely worth it i think this is a movie that some people will really enjoy this year and i definitely think it's worth checking out but be aware it is very it is very graphic and the sexual sense and the violence sense so if you get a chance check that bad boy out i will definitely be trying to watch this one soon Good, 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 good. But I think that is the end of our 2023s. It is. So somebody here brought four fucking older watches that he needs to talk about. So why don't you go through them right now? Okay. Well, I'll start off with the uh, last two. (laughs) Oh, not the other one? Was that? You're not going to go with the first one that you talked to me about on the phone? I'm going to save those two for last. Oh, you're going to save that for the last? Okay. Yeah. Um, but let me bring up my oh, I threw you off. off guard. Yeah, like I didn't expect to be going right away. So here we go. Well, uh, I, I talked, so you should talk for these four <laughs> movies that you need to talk about. That is fair. All right. So uh, I uh been on a once again to be watching machine, like just watching whatever, and this one was recommended to me by the uh lovely woman that I am dating. Uh the movie is what? called What? Plot twist! Oh my um, god! I can't believe you just dropped that on the podcast! <gasps> oh, now I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott has a lovely friend who's showing him what good movie... I, I hope this was a good movie. Yes, this one was. Oh, uh, see? This chick knows what's going, what's going down, that's why. But yeah, she had recommended to me a movie called The Monster Project. Which was because she knew I love found footage and I've been kind of digging through Tubi. And uh, this one is when uh, w- from 2017, when aspiring horror filmmakers post an online casting call looking for real life monsters to interview for their upcoming documentary called The Monster Project. They find three individuals claiming to be a skinwalker, a vampire and a demon meeting these monsters at a remote mansion in the woods on the night of a total lunar eclipse. The filmmakers invite the three subjects to share their haunting personal experiences. Working on the crew is a recovering drug addict who suffers withdrawal and paranoia. And as a person of faith, he fears his friends underestimate the dark powers they are summoning. When the interviews turn deadly, he must battle the demons inside and out to escape the house and defeat the rise of evil incarnate. Shit, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, this was actually a pretty damn fun uh, found footage film. Like, I had a blast with this one. Um, the uh, I think all the characters did really well. There's, like, this main character that you think's going to be, like, the main person you're following. And you're kind of like, man, he's you're not liking him. And there's a good reason for that. And, like, it all plays out in a very cool way. Like, each, uh, each character in this was very fascinating. It had some very creepy moments. Um, 
kind of almost gave me uh, i'm trying to think like because it's all like almost and it's all in a like dilapidated creepy ass old house and mm. like a lot of shadows are being used and the darkness is being used to like kind of reveal the monsters look freaking uh creepy and scary like i legit just had a great time with this and yeah for a found and for another found footage film that i had not seen that i am adding to the list of ones that hey i am loving this genre even more that's like, awesome. I recommend it. And it's on Tubi right now. It's on Tubi. So that is The Monster Project 2017. <laughs> it is available on the Tubi. Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. Tubi. Then the other one that I ended up coming across on Tubi. Excuse me. Gonna, you. Oh, sorry. Scott's blessing himself right now. He has sneezies. All the sneezies. Now we got to wait. He's going to sneeze one more time. It's coming. It's coming. It's like a found footage film waiting for Scott to sneeze. No. Wait. There we go. Exorcist. <laughs> Our new Exorcist film. Yes. That would be horrible with an Exorcist. We probably would fuck it up. Oh, we would. It would be like, I'm just leaving out a principle because you two fucked this up so badly that I don't even want to possess this person anymore. <laughs> Thanks for ruining it. And we're like, Darby! <laughs> Somehow I'd end up getting possessed. Oh, yeah. And then you would think you were sexier than you already are. Oh, my God. You're poor. Lady friend, I don't. I won't give her name, but until you do. But your poor lady friend, she'd be like, God, oh my God, I can't. Oh, she already it. does that around me. Oh, does she? Well, I bet she does it anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> can you tell no. it's been a while? No, no. Such a slut. It's true. <laughs> no wonder Rob doesn't like me. He's like Heather. You're wasted goods. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I get out with the movies? Yeah, sorry. Well, you were sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> we're on to which one are you talking about now? The murder podcast? Yeah. 2022? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the next one that I ended up watching, this one I ended up just kind of stumbling across on my own. It says <laughs> it's 2022, so I don't know if this came out last year and I just didn't hear about it, or if this is one that just kind of quietly got dropped this year. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, the murder podcast. Two amateur podcasters start investigating a murder in their hometown only to become wrapped up in a terrifying adventure full of supernatural threats. Ooh, and, sounds fun. Yeah, this was a horror comedy that actually hit. It was pretty damn funny. Nice. Um, and this was just to, uh, this actually nailed the podcasting or podcasters more accurately. Oh, they show like a bunch of losers like us sitting in their like computer rooms and shit? Well, they for sure are losers. I wouldn't say all of us podcasters are losers. Some of us are way cooler than the others. Okay. Uh, Tim Davis. Tim Davis Rob oh, Humphrey. yeah. Like anyone's better than Tim and Daniel and Rob no, Humphreys. No, I'm saying they're the best ones. Oh, oh, yeah. Me too. I was thinking that too. <laughs> but uh, no, where other podcasts were movies about podcasters, <laughs> they seem to be in this big old like Joe Rogan radio station style setup. So like exploding heads. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> like instead, of exploding, yeah, instead of exploding heads tier, <laughs> we're more, these guys are more of the Friday nightmares tier. Recording <laughs> okay, in their basement, nice. Nice. <laughs> recording in the basement. Uh, just, uh, guys, they decided to do a podcast on ramen noodle taste testing at first. Oh, uh, nice. And, Actually, that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> just getting like single digit downloads. So they're like, we need to do something that'll get us attention. Let's do like a true crime, true crime podcast. And then they start going like, cause uh, this murder happens or this accident happens mm. in their town. And they're like, 
that can't be an accident. We need to investigate this. And it's just silly shenanigans these two get into while trying to like solve this and create a podcast at the same time. It's very funny. It's very silly. Um, nice. Has some really creepy moments with some of the supernatural stuff that ends up happening in it as well. Like, I definitely recommend this one. This was like an eight nice. out of ten. A lot of fun. Like, I sounds like a fun one. I almost me- I meant to message you and just tell you you need to watch this because yeah, it was fun. It was. Oh well, you've told me now. So yeah, you'll have to watch it. And let me know. I will. Uh, and that one is also uh, on Tubi. And then the next two are also on Tubi. And this is the ones uh, that I say for last because uh, yep, the woman I am dating, we decided to. A- Can we call her like a special name, like the beautiful lady? Something like that. Oh, I'm happy to call her the beautiful lady. Let's call her the beautiful lady. Did All you right. hear that beautiful lady? I came up with that name. <laughs> the, beautiful la- the beautiful lady. I almost yes. said beautiful Larry. <laughs> <laughs> That's your other date that you have. <laughs> Don't mess up the two of them, Scott. <laughs> Larry's going to be pissed. Does she listen? Does she yeah, listen? She does. Oh, isn't it? So she's going to know how nice I am now to her. Yeah. Careful, Scott. I'm going to be a... She's going back to older episodes now, so she may hear how you truly are towards me. Oh, <laughs> shit, okay. <laughs> Never mind. She's not going to be tricked then. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair um, enough. But uh, her and I decided to do uh, movie night virtually, uh, and we FaceTimed, and she watches a lot of stuff on Tubi as well as I do, so we decided to try picking... Each of us try picking a movie that neither of us, neither of us have seen and just hope for the best. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that I ended up choosing was called uh, Werewolf Rising, which was released in 2014. The synopsis is, desperate for a break from big city life, Emma heads to her family's cabin deep in the Arkansas hills. As she settles in for some much-needed R&R, she learns that something unspeakable lurks in the surrounding darkness. As the full moon rises, a bloodthirsty werewolf emerges from the shadows, slaughtering everyone in its path and revealing a sinister underworld Emma never knew existed. Thrown yeah. into a fight for her life and her very soul. Emma will need to escape these big bad woods before it's too late. Fuck um, yeah, Emma. Oh god, this fucking movie. <laughs> I chose poorly for this movie night. Um but it made for some good laughs and us making fun of the film. It does star Bill Oberst Jr., which he is definitely in a lot of like lower budget horror films. Um, but this one had a very cheesy looking werewolf so tim don't even bother you will not be entertained with this one and you'll probably hate it um but there were so many just once again just dumb decisions that i'm just like what how and weird editing decisions that also made me go what how it just a lot of what's and how's in this movie and it just (laughs) left me scratching my head Eh, not I wouldn't really bother with this one. I found it just to be very, very just mediocre and meh. And average but, at best. Yeah. But the beautiful lady chose one. And who boy was this one something. I just else. wanted the beautiful lady to know that I made up that name. And if you want my phone number, I can send it to you off air. I'll message her and let her know that you gave her this nickname. Yeah, tell her. I will. But uh the, the movie that she ended up choosing, because it just kind of was recommended because we were in the were- finished off a werewolf movie, was Curse of the Queer Wolf from 1988. The synopsis is, after being bitten by what he thinks is a transvestite, Larry starts having nightmares about hillbillies, ominous visits from an old gypsy woman, and having the strangest reactions to the full moon. Oh, dear God, this movie was so 80s. And I don't know if 
this was made to be offensive in the way that, like, you know, 80s films are offensive in certain ways just because, you know, it's from the 80s and not now modern day standards. So I don't know if it was making fun of the LGBTQ community or not. So it's hard to tell, but I still couldn't laugh at the ridiculous things that were happening in this film. It's just so cheesy. It took did not take itself seriously. Like it is I like I was in tears laughing. I mean, I get, I just got to talk about one scene that just I lost my shit and that was when the main character comes home from the club to his wife and gets in bed and she's like, hi, honey, I missed you or whatever. And he's like, oh, I missed you too. And then he lifts the bed sheets and goes, goes to slide down. Like he's going to go down on her. And then you just hear. And the girl going, oh yes, yes. It's just like him gargling and making these weird ass noises. I fucking lost my shit. Like this was, oh it was so bad. Like this whole movie is so bad, but in such like it's one of those where it's so bad, it's highly entertaining. So like, bad, it's good. Yeah, like oh my god. Like I like I say, it's from the eighties. So once again, what they're like the queer wolf thing and the transvestite thing and all that. Who knows? It's like I don't know if it was made by somebody in the LGBTQ community, and this is just like their perspective. Yeah, on like if anybody life. knows, maybe let us know because yeah, we I are curious. Our, I know our good friend uh, Xander Kane watched it. Like I seen he had it reviewed on Letterboxd. Yeah, Xander's Xander, smart. He'll know. Yeah, so let us know, Xander. But yeah, Xander, yeah. you're the only smart one here out of the three of us. So we expect you to tell us. And, and the beautiful of... lady might know, but she's not here. Well, so her and, I, her and I were both questioning that, like wondering. See, I was trying to make her look smart. Oh, she is smart. She's way smarter than I am. Well. <laughs> I'm trying to give that as a compliment. Look, here. Come on now. I know. I know. Well, you are brilliant and handsome. Oh, oh you. Oh, oh, <laughs> you. Oh, oh, you. Oh. Well, let me get to my one movie that I brought, like we always do, as I follow the hey, rules. I was carrying the show because someone was in the UK. <laughs> someone went on vacation. Um, I when I was... go on vacation, you're allowed to bring several older movies when we record when I get back. You're, I'll allow it. I will allow it. Uh, it's so nice. I love it when men allow me to do things. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning from you. <laughs> I love it, Scott. Oh, man. All right. So I was listening to our good friends at Dummies of Horror, right? Yep, you got to write that down. Yeah. Okay. And Tim Davis released an episode of his top 10 Aussie films for Australian Day. And I was listening like a good Patreon does. And he talked about an Aussie movie called The Tunnel. 2011. He also talked about The Boys in the Trees, and I swear to God, I can't even find that movie to fucking rent. I've, yeah, I've been trying to find that movie forever. And I oh my God. Like, if anyone knows, I will pay whatever needs to be fucking paid to watch this movie, but I cannot find it even to rent in Canada. Yeah, like, like actually, I'm going to look on Letterboxd to see if it's anywhere in the U.S. while you're talking. Yeah, because like, oh, anyway. So, anyway, The Tunnel, 2011. So he talked about how this was a found footage movie about the tunnel system under Sydney. And I guess train to train Tim used to take the trains and this movie really creeped him out. So I was like, well, maybe I can find it. Sometimes it's really hard to find those movies. So I was looking it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. Lo behold, I guess they got funding to put it for free on YouTube. Hmm. So I guess whoever supported them in making this film allowed them to put it on YouTube. So I was able to watch it. Um, great little film footage film, really great film footage film. 
Um, I'm familiar enough with subway systems. I got to say the ones in the UK are far superior to what we have in North America, with the exception of Scott took off his headphones, everybody. Now he's got to put it back on, so that should be it. He took off his glasses. I don't even know if he's coming back on or not. (laughs) That was funny, Scott. That was funny. Um, With the exception of, like, New York City is the only other place I've been where I could kind of compare it to this. Um, because I've traveled a lot. I'm really, I'm really well traveled. <laughs> he he took his earphones off again. Anyway. Uh, for fuck's so, sake. <laughs> so, but this is about a 90 minute run time. It's free on YouTube. It's a great found footage. Dave C, I'm talking to you. I don't know if you've seen this found footage film. It is an Aussie film. It's great. I, I think for found footage, it was very entertaining. The characters were endearing. Do I think it's the best found footage film out there? No. But do I, can I see why it would creep someone the fuck out, especially if they used to be taking those train tunnels? Because, yeah, it's it's creepy. So I definitely recommend it. It's called The Tunnel 2011. You can find it on YouTube. And I uh, looked up The Boys in the Trees, uh, at least on Letterboxd for the U.S., it's available on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. That's it. I'll I'll have to check because it's not available for me anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I have I'm to shocked check it's iTunes. Not even on Amazon. That's kind of shocking. Right. So I'm gonna search iTunes. Sometimes when I can't find anything, it's on iTunes, and I'll pay fucking ten dollars to watch this film. I've heard nothing but good things. And I've unfortunately like, do not have an iTunes account anymore, so I cannot do that. Oh, it's because Darren Wilson sabotaged that too. Once again, he? yeah, folks. We found out. Darren admitted it. He hacked my account. My Amazon account. It's <laughs> Darren's it. fault. We knew it. I didn't want to believe Heather, but she was right. Darren, <laughs> you're breaking my heart, man. So if you want to listen to Darren Wilson more, you can listen to the Psycho Semantic Podcast that's available on the Legion Podcast Network and hear more about his anti-government views. So, as Kenny, he's not anti-government, but he is a very smart man that everyone should be listening to. Way so in what way too smart. That's why we don't have it on the show anymore because we just <laughs> we can't handle it. We don't have better looking people on the show. That's why Scott's beautiful ladies never coming on because we like to keep the bar low on this show. <laughs> we can't be outshined. Like it's bad enough. They have Tim Davis and Rob Humphreys on and their studness on with us. Like I can barely keep myself straight during those episodes. I have to hey, drink just to get you- through because I'm so flabbergasted. You have no made you have no idea how many times I whacked off when I was trying to edit that wrestling <laughs> podcast. Oh, I freaking drained myself dry. Yeah, happens, right? Man, so hearing their sultry voices. Dear sultry God, voices. Bite my fist. Arr! You know, you don't come to Friday Nightmares for the for the movie talk. You come here to hear Scott and I be inappropriate for an hour long time. <laughs> so if you've stuck with us this long, thank you. We're glad that you appreciate us. And also, us. we're sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. Sorry, okay. not sorry. I'm sorry. Heather yeah, Scott, sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I, as a Canadian, I apologize for too much as it is. So. We've given you some older watches and we've given you some newer 2023s. As I said, we will be back later on at the end of February. By that point, some big hitters will have dropped and hopefully Scott and I have had the chance to check them out and we'll be able to talk a little bit more about some possible ones being in top tens. I think infinity pool is probably a very high likelihood um, to be in the top 10. Yeah. It's looking really, really good. So we'll see what happens Um, in terms of what's new, as we've talked about to death, I, uh, I did recently just arrive back on Tuesday. Um, Here we go, folks. (laughs) Buckle up. 
<laughs> from my trip to England and uh, Scotland. I have friends in Newcastle who I went and stayed with. Uh, just so we're clear, when you fly over to England or Scotland or Ireland, you fly on a red eye. And I thought it'd be a good idea to take a red eye flight. I guess it's better than flying on a brown eye. Yes, it's true. Uh, this is uh, true. And then I, I, so I flew into Dublin and then I had a layover for about an hour and then flew into Edinburgh. And then I took the train from Edinburgh to Newcastle. Ten, five out of five do not recommend. Um, I was fucking exhausted and that wasn't the best move I've ever done. Um, anyway, but I did go and do a tour of Edinburgh Castle, which the name is very um, misleading because it's actually a fortress. And it was a fortress that was built um, around the 900s. And it was meant to protect Scotland from England, who was trying to invade. So some very dark history in this fortress. And the one quick one what new thing I wanted to bring in is one of the things that they have redone and reopened in the fortress is the prisoners of war area. So this is where they kept prisoners. And I they they kind of have it set up to how it would have looked like when prisoners were there and have conversations that would have occurred that you hear as you're walking through. And let me tell you, it is creepy as fuck. Um, there was one room where I went into where um, the king felt that two people were going to deceive him and had them beheaded in front of him. And I was the only one in this room. It was down this steep, steep stairway and Scotty knows I believe in ghosts and I believe in all that shit. And I could not get out of that fucking space fast enough. Like it was fucking disturbing when I was listening to the story in this dark cellar hearing what was going on. So a lot of dark history during that time of Scotland and England and their battles that they had and people being kept in these really shitty, damp, depressing cold, dark conditions and who knows what violence and stuff occurred. True horror. You know, I think when we think of medieval times, we think of like all oh, these beautiful castles and, you know, that's what I thought. Anyway, these dining halls and princess and princesses and kings and queens. But there was a there, very big dark side that came with all the monarchy and standing and keeping that together. And it was these fortresses that had these prisoners where people were kept. So it was a very interesting experience to see where they were held in the kind of the dark, gloomy conditions that they were kept in. Um Finally, the only other cool thing is I did is I went into the oldest pub in Newcastle. So the oldest pub that has been recorded still, I think it was made in the 1700s, was originally 1700s. Uh, definitely felt some presence in that bitch. Um, went to the washroom and I was like, oh yeah, there's shit going down in here. <laughs> like you can just feel the, because like some of the walling is still original and all that kind of stuff. So it was very, very cool. So um, that was kind of what's new for me and... What's going on with you? That's yeah, all joking aside of me being like, oh, God, I'm tired of hearing about yeah, your I, trip. A lot. That is awesome. I actually stuff. don't talk about my trip that much. No, I just love to, I I just love to amplify it. Just like I do everything on this show. <laughs> but Scott was one of the few people. So I kept it there quiet. I didn't post anything on Facebook. Um, I'm kind of getting away from posting on Facebook. I only kept in contact with a handful of people. Scott, of course, being one of them. I think we messaged every day, either once or twice a day. Or I would send you pictures of things if I thought they were you know, relevant. I went to a metal bar. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. that was fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, and I know you're going to have a great time on your trip too, when you go and we'll get to talking about vacation horn a little bit, but you have something to bring for what's new. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this has a brand new series that came out on HBO max. It is, uh, based off of the 
video game, The Last of Us, and the name is all the name of the series is The Last of Us, and The Last <laughs> of Us is a horror video game that has two different games under its name so far, and it's got this very just in depth, very adult dark story. Like it's just very heavy with a lot of themes. So this was a really good uh, game to decide to adapt to television or the big screen. And the concept around this is this, uh, it's basically about a zombie outbreak that happens. But the thing that is unique about this is that the infection of this virus did not come from no disease or anything like that in turning people into these undead walking nightmares. Now, what it is, is the cult, uh, the mushroom or the fungi, fungi called the cordycep, uh, which is known for taking over insects, minds, and bodies, and then, like, sprouting. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It is basically a what-if scenario these things were able to take over human hosts and turn Ooh. them into, like, mindless creatures that infected others. And the zombies, at first... Like, they're not considered zombies. They're called clickers in this movie, or in this series. But uh, at first, they do look like regular old zombies, except for one little touch they added in the TV series that I like. I didn't notice it in the video games, but when they are, like, inviting someone else, they have, like, these uh, tendrils coming out of their mouths that are the mushroom fun the fungus, coming out and, like, infecting others. And as years go on, this infection, you know, spreads through your entire body until you basically just become attached to something and just sprout all this fungus. Like, That's so crazy. there's, there's clickers that are running around that are just like half mushroom, half monster humanoid creatures. It's pretty and cool it's, actually. Yeah. It's, and it's fucking creepy. Um, but yeah, it follows the, uh, main characters of Ellie and Joel, who is, a. Uh, Ellie is someone that is has the virus, but she doesn't seem to be showing any signs and is possibly carries the cure in her body. Mm. And uh, Joel is the one that is protecting her from all these people that are trying to get after her. And it's like this story that just it's like a, almost like a road movie in a way where they're just like trying to like just live with each other and survive through all this shit. It, I've only seen the first episode. But, my God, they did such an amazing job. They have hit up certain story beats just in this first episode of, like, what I remember from the very first video game. Like, even to the point where, like, some of the architecture looks the exact same. They have Pedro Pascal, who is well known for uh, his performance as uh, Prince Oberyn from Game of Thrones. He plays Joel, and they did a damn good job of making him cool. look like Joel from the video game. Ellie is also played by, I forget her, I think Bella Ramsey is her name, the actress. And she uh, also played in uh, Game of Thrones. And yeah, she she's playing the role of Ellie. She does not look the role of Ellie as she does in the video game, but she is an amazing actress. So like, it just makes up for it. She's nailing it anyway. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah, so far, just one episode in, I'm like, fuck yeah, I am invested. And apparently episode two just released last Sunday, and that's available for me to watch now, so I'm going to check that out. But I've been hearing great things about that. And apparently it's doing so well, it's already at like 1.5 or something million viewers. And uh, already season two has been uh, greenlit. Booyah! Nice to hear. More horror stuff coming out. Options, good TV and, series. And a adaptation of a video game that's actually good. Which you don't see often. Yeah, there's not very Sadly. many. No, there isn't. 
So there's some stuff to check out. I don't know if you're in Edinburgh, go to Edinburgh Castle. Probably more realistically, watch the series on HBO. <laughs> Either one sounds worth it. Either one sounds worth it. Now, because Scott and I are travelers of the world and very so worldly, um, for our out of the dark topic, I wanted to talk about vacation horror. Now, I know we've talked about this in the past, but we're talking about it in a more informal method. We're just talking about vacation horror films that we love, maybe even guilty pleasures that we have. Because if Scott's seen my list, he knows there's some motherfucking guilty pleasure shit on this oh, list. Oh, I sure have. And oh, I yeah. Share, I didn't share a list with you because I was being lazy and didn't really get a chance to write anything down. Oh, but okay. I have I have movies pulled up that I'm looking at right now that I'm going to be talking about for sure. Coolio. Well, I'm going to start off with my first three favorite ones. And I like all three. Even the one where they go to fucking Vegas and you can tell it's not really Vegas. It's just some fucking like city and they pretend it's Vegas. And that's motherfucking Hostel 1, motherfucking Hostel 2, and motherfucking Hostel 3. I like all three of the Hostel movies. I think they're enjoyable. Yes, 2 is probably my favorite and what I think is the best one. Um, I do like the first one, too, quite a bit. And the third one is kind of campy. But I love how they go to Las Vegas and they end up in this, like, fucking seedy sex kind of realm and torture realm. Like, I love the whole concept of these hostile movies where, like, rich people just pay to torture people. And I think it's actually quite brilliant. Um, I've always thought it was a good vacation horror movies. Like, it always, like, backpacking across Europe and shit happens to these people, and they get tortured and shit. I don't know. Do you like these films, Scott, or is it just me? Uh, I didn't mind the first two. I'd never seen part three. Um, oh, you should watch it. I wouldn't mind seeing your thoughts on yeah, it. I it's do. not horrible. Yeah, I'll like, say, it's I'll not. Probably, it's easy to watch. Yeah, I'll say I'll probably watch it at some point just because you know, I'm still doing the first-time watches. And um, yeah. the first one, I just have an issue with the main characters because they're such, like, asshole on the yeah, characters. Yeah, they're dicks. Yeah, they're dicks. But I enjoy what happens to them. Yeah, and, like, I like where he goes back and he has that character turn and he saves a chick or he tries to. Like, he tries not to be a douchebag, the one guy at the end. Um, And I like the chick in the second one, how she fucking is like, no, I got fucking money. It's done. And, like, turns the fucking tables because she comes from means. But he doesn't realize that she has that, like, trust fund or whatever it is. I always yeah, like that. I like, yeah, that like, I thought twist. that's really badass, right? Um, A movie that's not that popular with the exception of the opening scene and the opening scene is really the only part that is a vacation is Ghost Ship 2022. I I oh, didn't yeah. mind Ghost Ship 2020. Sorry, 2002. I didn't mind Ghost Ship 2002. Um, the opening scene's the only kind of vacation part because they're on a cruise liner. Um, <clears throat> but I I like it. I don't know. I don't know how you feel yeah. about Ghost Ship. I'm pretty. I pretty much just like that beginning scene. Like everything else, I'm just kind of eh. Like it, I didn't mind it when I first watched it years ago, but like or when it first came out, but. Like, as years have gone on, I just kind of like, yeah, like that opening scene is pretty much the selling point. Yeah, legit. Like, and that's the vacation part of it. Um, Backcountry is one that you and I watched together, and that's the one that's based out here in Ontario. Oh, uh, yeah. Filmed outside of Barrie. And it's about a couple that goes backpacking in, like, you know, rural Ontario. And it's not fucking far off from what could happen. Now, we don't have grizzlies here, so that's a little over. I think it's a black bears that would be chasing them. But it's pretty fucking accurate to what would go down. I always thought that was a really good survival horror film. I don't know if you dug that one, but I really liked yeah, that one a lot. I really dug that one. It was really good. You really got behind the main chick and the yeah. guy. You really wanted them to make it. I don't even remember who makes it now. 
I don't remember I, if they both do or one does. I think I one think, dies. Yeah, I think I know. I think the boyfriend gets mauled, but like I, yeah, I think the woman gets out alive. I think she survives, but in the actual true story, it was reverse. Oh, okay. He survived and she died, but I think they changed it around because that ending was so depressing that I think people prefer to see a female survive and the guy die than they the other way around. Um, I could be wrong. I thought that was something we learned when we researched it years ago. But the another one that I always really dug was the ruins. And oh, that for was someone was like you up. who's going on this cruise, I don't know. Do you have one where you're going to go see a Mayan temple or an old temple or anything like that? Uh, no. Um, most of the ones that I'm going on are just kind of like sites of the uh, island, just like a tour bus type thing. And then uh, might do like a go to an old waterfall that goes into a pool but uh nothing with like well, there could be a, there could be something creepy there and be like the fucking yeah. runes don't climb up anything or touch anything you're not supposed to scott yeah, i was gonna say you this know, is one bad of the, juju coming your way i was like this is one of the movies i was gonna bring up because yeah this movie is well, what do you creepy. what do you think about it let's hear what you like oh i i just love this movie like um for the fact that you know once again typical disrespectful north americans yeah going up onto this uh Mayan temple that they should not be going up on. Like, I think it's what, if I remember correctly, it was closed off to public. Yeah. And of course, being who they are, they go up there and then those fucking creepy ass plants just kind of take over. And oh, it's so good. And it's so just hard to watch sometimes. And, and then they can't out. leave the temple because they're now sacrifices, right? Yep. So they try to leave. And then the, the locals are like, no, nah, you're you're the fucking sacrifice. Like too fucking bad. Like this is how this shit's going down now. Um, yeah, well, I think it was because they were movie. infected. I think the in, oh, was it also because they were them. infected? Okay, and that's why too. Or yeah. wasn't they weren't sacrifices? I think they ended up being forced to be sacrifices because they were like, right. well, you can't leave now because you're infected. Right. Yeah. Good. Good. Solid vacation horror film. If people have missed it, one. It's a good one from 2000 because we get a lot from the 2000s of like teenage or preteen or like college like kids going on a trip. And I think this was one of the ones that really stood out as a really, really good film. Does Dexty need to go outside? Uh, not that I noticed. I'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye on him. So far, he's fine. He's so cute. Yeah, Dexty's is like, you guys talking about vacation horror? Like, I know my, my papa's leaving soon. I'm gonna be he's going on purpose. vacation. Right? Uh, this is a guilty pleasure. It's Teristas. 2006 oh this movie was fun uh, oh man with this you know what my favorite part of this movie is is so there's a scene where they party on the fucking beach and uh they wake up the next morning the girl's like oh my god they took our like my jewelry and my rings and the guy's like no they took our fucking passports like he's the one that's like yeah we're in big trouble now because we don't have any fucking passports and then they're trying to like get out of the situation and it's fucked up and they're basically going to be harvested and all this other shit I fucking love this movie. And yet again, it's from the 2000s and it's those college kids going away and shit happening. But I just dig it. It's such a guilty pleasure. I really, really do like this movie. Yeah, this is one that I ended up watching when uh, for one of the first time watches around 2020. And yeah, I really dug it Like, because that shit could happen. Yeah, and it probably does happen, right? Yeah. Like It's like Hostel. You're kind of like, mm, maybe that's not too far from the truth. I would, I would not uh, be shocked if there wasn't some kind of underground like that. Uh, Afflicted 2013, great found footage, excellent backpacking across oh, yeah. Europe, the vampire film. Uh, fucking great example, A, of found footage done right, and B, of fucking vacation horror done right. Now, that has never happened to me on my travels in Europe, but, like, 
you are an outsider walking around a country and it does, you know, present that kind of outsider mentality. Um, the Descent 2005, I think we're all big mm-hmm. fans of the ladies going away on their weekend, you know, cave diving experience that goes wrong. And uh, go- Guilty Pleasure, The Sand 2015. I actually don't mind that B-movie. I think it's fucking entertaining. Oh, it is it is definitely entertaining. It's cheesy, right? but it's entertaining. It's so cheesy. Like, So for people who haven't seen The Sand 2015, it's available on Tubi. Basically, it's a bunch of these college kids that are partying on the sand one night. They wake up and they realize that the sand has basically become like an alien and is trying to eat them. And... Um, it's them trying to get off of the sand. They can't touch the sand. They can't, you know, go on the sand or they are, they're going to be killed. And fuck, it's a really fun fucking movie for 2015 B sci-fi flick. I, I do enjoy that vacation film. Now, which ones do you want to bring that your, your guilty pleasure travel films or ones you just really dig? All right. Well, yeah. So when I, when I, whenever I think of vacation films, like first thing I always think of are the types of vacations I normally take, which are like, you know, cabin in the woods style. So mm. of course we have the evil dead and oh, yep. the cabin in the woods and yep, yep. Eden Lake. Oh, fuck Eden Lake. What a creepy, sad, oh, heartbreaking like, film right there. Hard one to rewatch Eden Lake. Yeah. That one is fuck. like the most like, out of those three, that one is the toughest to watch of them because, uh, yeah, like that totally. one, that one is just fucked. Like, but I, I like, I just love the idea of just like you know, cabin in the woods, surrounded by nothing, and then shit going wrong. And then I went for another one that is more of a well, you are not in your own territory anymore, and you are dealing with a completely different culture, and that is Midsommar. Yes, very much like, so. That one is just holy shit, scary and terrifying, but also just shows how disrespectful you can be to someone's culture, whether you mean to be or not, and how mm-hmm. bad that can go for you if you do. Um, then we have like other ones like uh, was it the another cabin in the woods one honeymoon? Yeah. They go away on vacation in the Canada. Very good one. Very another, good one. Just, yeah, another one just getting lost in the woods and shit happening there. And uh, we have Wrong Turn, getting lost in the woods again. Yeah. There's a theme with me. The whole woods thing. It just, it works. What about the Hills Have Eyes? We haven't talked about that yet, but they're yeah. on vacation, right? Yeah, I was going to say eyes. the family is on their way, on their, on their way yeah. to their vacation uh, destination. Yeah. And yeah, that one is also quite terrifying. You could even uh, say open water as well. I, it's Jaws, open water, open water too, open all the open waters are all vacation based. Um, yep, but what about uh, Jaws? Jaws is uh like there's vacationers on the island because yeah, it's, it's a touristy destination. But like mm-hmm. the characters you're following live there, so I, I yeah they I just live never there. Yeah, I went, vacation. I agree. Home, but, I agree. But yeah, then yeah, obviously ones we've talked about on the podcast for our vacation horror, like the beach house and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I I know you were not as big of a fan on that one, but that is definitely one of my more guilty pleasures i enjoyed the shit out of that yeah. one. Oh no that oh. was a good quality film i just wasn't a huge person on it but it was a good movie and then there was uh what was it the breed with the uh pack yeah. of wolves yeah that was fun that was a fun that yep, was a where fun they're trapped movie. like trapped in their cabin because of all these wolves oh. hunting them yeah i uh oh shit there you made me think of something else the rental was recently yep. a vacation horror. Neither one of us were too high on that one, but it was a good example of Airbnb. Same with The Perfect Host, another vacation horror one uh, that we were both big fans of. Um, oh, Tucker and yeah, Dale versus Evil lot. is another one. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of vacation horror, but it's interesting. Um, I'll go over it so quickly. We covered them all. So the only ones I have here, the, the 10 best tourist on vacation horror movies ranked according to IMDb. 
um, you know, revenge was one that they had on here, which I guess that's technically a vacation because she yeah. goes away with her rich boyfriend and then finds out that he's like a big piece of shit. Eden Lake, us, which is true. They're away on vacation. Yep. Uh, you said Cabin in the Woods, Midsommar, The Descent, we said. House, 1977. House follows oh, seven oh, school girls yeah, on, that one. Oh, on vacation like no other. <laughs> they travel to their aunt's homes and turn out to be possessed by strange by the strangest of spirits. So that's kind of cool. Have you seen that one yet? Oh my God. No. That movie is fucking insanely bonkers. Oh yeah? It's not scary. It's more just like, what the fuck am I watching? It's weird. It is nuts. How Sue is one of those where it's just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but dear God, this is enjoyable. That's cool. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Um, we have The Evil Dead, which you already acknowledge. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, original, 1974. See, I wasn't sure. I was looking at that one, but I'm not sure that'd be considered vacation. I know they were well, just I guess going... they're on a road trip. Yeah, they're on a road trip, but they, I say, because they mm-hmm. weren't really technically on a vacation. They were just going to, uh, I think it was their grandpa's house to uh, after yeah. he passed away and just kind of looking it over. So I didn't really and they were traveling, right? It's kind of yeah. like Jeepers Creepers. Would you consider that vacation horror? Because they're traveling, right? Home. Um, That's not really a vacation. Yeah, I don't remember like why they were traveling in Jeepers yeah, Creepers. Yeah, but they're coming home from school. Was that okay? That, he okay. picked her up from school, or she picked him up from school. It was oh. something like that. Because they were siblings, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and then, then the first one is sorry. The reef is another one. The reef, another shark one that's actually quite good for the vacation horror piece. And the final one on this list here is The Shining. Um, oh yeah. Which yeah. Well, I mean, it um, is a vacation in a way. Yeah, right. It's kind of a a loose list, but there's. It's funny. So we've we've shot out a whole bunch of ones. We've talked about resorts. I I still know what you did last summer was vacation horror. They went away to some resort, if you recall, yep. right? Um, interestingly, we don't have a lot of really good cruise ship horror. I was just wondering, I was going to look that up, but yeah, like I didn't see, uh, cause I was trying to think of any, I'm like, I don't think I know of any. Like technically the Poseidon adventure or Poseidon is a, um, adventure one. Now there is the one about the boat, the triangle yep, where the chick good. keeps re- repeating her like time over and over again. But also I Titanic think that's 666. <laughs> Titanic 666. But I think that's why with Final Destination 6 coming up on the cruise ship, I'm so excited for this because we do occasionally get, like, I guess you could look at boat, boat horror usually involves sharks. Like yeah. the ones where they jump off the boat and forget to put the ladder down and they're fending off the elements and the sharks. The boat breaks down, you know. The boat has some kind of ghostly presence on it. But I'm I'm really interested to see what Final Destination 6 does. Yeah, because we already, like, I already have a feeling that, you know, the cruise ship will be the catalyst for death stalking everybody. So I think that will be the beginning shock moment, and then that'll be it. Yeah. Like, I don't think we'll be on the cruise ship after that, unless they do something different here. But Yeah, it'd like, be interesting to see what happens. If that's even where the big scene is right and I'll they say, like it, implode and stuff i'm kind of cool interested to see how that's gonna work yeah because i'm kind of curious to see if they still follow the typical final destination formula of like one major event and that happens or if it's something else and then they go on a cruise and then that's when death is stalking them i don't know i'm very curious now i know we're we're probably having people yell at us right now jason takes manhattan yes that does take place on a boat it is a slasher on a boat yep. so yes and- we can acknowledge that 
Though I wouldn't say that's vacation. They're just going on there for a well, night of dancing. Well, it is. Tour, it is because they're uh, yeah, they're, they're on a school. Oh, trip Oh, they're supposed to, to go New to New York's. Yes, yes, right. Or school trip so, to Vancouver, shall we say? <laughs> yes, right. So it's it's a lot of fun vacation horror movies out there, and I think vacation always sets the stage for cool shit. Whether it's going to a foreign country, going to resort, going to the local cabin in the woods, going on some road trip, running into some high, hillbillies. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen to Scott when he's on his cruise, but yeah. I am interested to see what Final Destination Six comes out this year with. I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped. Same, I'm very curious to like because that is like the movie I'm very excited to like see what it is. Yeah, and it's like such a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Final Destination movies are such a guilty pleasure, um, and we just love that shit so much. So we will be back at the end of February. So stay tuned, everyone. We will not be recording our next episode until, pull up my handy little calendar here, realistically February 24th. So we will have several weeks off that you will not hear our beautiful booming voices, but no fear. We will return and you will be hearing us on March 3rd. And we will be coming at with the back attack of 18 billion 2023s so buckle up buttercup Here's hoping we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of 2023s ah there's lots of the shit being dropped in february you know we just had to get through the january lull and uh get back to the good shit so um as always you can find us on the legion podcast network we were underneath the kill the cast feed if you like what you hear and you would like to hear more from the legion podcast network we recommend that you become a patreon as a patreon you can do lots of cool things you can get codes and early access to episodes and if for some reason you're not a patreon yet for three dollars a month scotty has one question that he needs to ask and and we're going to do i still know what you did last summer version of this so go on scott what are you waiting for <laughs> What are you waiting for? How come you haven't signed up yet? What are you waiting for? Please, we beg you, join us. Join us. What are you waiting for? Because <laughs> we still know you haven't signed up yet. So become a Patreon member with us today. As always, please listen to some of the excellent shows on the Legion Patreon Network. Darren Wilson's Psychosomatic pad Podcast is one of them. Also, our good friends at Exploding Heads, Dave C. and Christian, you can become a patron and listen to them, as well as Dummies of Horror, This Horror Life, and Slasher Radio. Um, all of those are done with Tim Davis and Daniel and Rob Humphreys and friends, and we encourage everyone to support those shows. Because they're awesome. Is there anyone's show that we didn't shout out? Oh, and of course, the Cemetery Gates podcast with Sandra Kane and Android Virus. Yeah. You can find that as well. Um, if you want to listen to someone that's a lot smarter, listen to Sandra Kane and Darren. They're, um, I wouldn't say the other three, Rob. Well, Dave and Christian are pretty smart. They're okay. But the other two, <laughs> the other three, like, yeah. They're like, Dave and Christian are like on par with us, right? So, like, and then there's like the Ooh. step below, and I'd be like Rob Humphreys, right? So, like, you just have to kind of <laughs> keep it real. Keeping it real here on Friday Night Miss. Guys, just know, Heather is doing all this shit talking. I'm just going to sit back and just listen. Well, that's because they call me a bitch all the time. Wait, the bitch. That bitch. That bitch. That, meaning I'm special. That's what I take for that. Exactly. Um, any last words you have to say, Scotty, before you take off on your adventurous cruise, which we wish you the best and hope you have the best time ever? Oh, thank you very much. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for giving us a listen and... Uh, continuing to support us 
We are three quarters of a way through a century of episodes. Ha ha. And uh, <laughs> I look forward to coming back and uh, having it be my turn to talk about my trip and all the <laughs> shenanigans I get, in, get up to on there. And I'm the captain now, Heather. I'm your captain now. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so yeah, thank you all. And uh, until next time, unpleasant dreams. See you later, alligator, after Wild Crocodile.